You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are just having kind of an impromptu episode. Uh, We are going to be talking about my thoughts and just uh, some of my opinions after a long weekend at Cheer Sport, which I actually saw some of you at. Before we get into the episode, uh, make sure you've headed over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook and you've joined that group if you are a gym owner. If you're not a gym owner, head over to All Star Cheer Coaches and join that Facebook group. And as always, head over to nextgenowners.com where you can subscribe to our blog. You'll also get all the information in terms of conference and everything else when it is coming up. Make sure you get registered for conference uh, June 23rd through the 25th in Dallas, Texas. Uh, You can get registered just by visiting our website. Super easy to do. And last but not least, if you enjoy this episode and you want to share it with someone, please share it with them. Someone who loves cheer and would get something great out of this podcast or out of any of our previous episodes. All right. So let's get into it. My thoughts after a long weekend at cheer sport. Um, and it is, it's Monday night. Uh, it's the day after cheer sport ended. Uh, I have traveled today, so I've had a little bit of time to, um, kind of let all my thoughts come together. I was thinking about it on some flights and I'll be honest, last night was not my greatest evening. I found out one of my, uh, level four athletes fractured her ankle doing a whip tuck and we go to NCA next week. So, you know, a little bit of stress, no big deal. But uh, I want to talk about cheer sport and some of my thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the goods, the the bads, uh, the uglies. I don't know what you want to call it, but I'm gonna just give you my opinions on everything I felt after this weekend um, to include some of my own stuff. So uh, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna set out. So. Uh, I only took one team to cheer sport this weekend, which is really nice for me. Uh, it meant I walked less. I still averaged uh, about 1,200 steps a day, which I think is definitely lower end for cheer sport. I think most people on average, like I remember last year, I think I had like 28 and 30,000 steps uh, and your feet are sore and it's like it's an exhausting day uh, to be at cheer sport. So I'm not I'm not in too bad a shape when it comes to that and only having one team, it was pretty nice. Now, we came and supported friends. I have uh, a number of my summer camp staff that coach and work at Top Gun or are on teams at Top Gun, various clients who had teams there. Obviously, I wanted to watch the medium four division because I have a team that will be competing in that division at Summit and at NCA. So I wanted to watch that division. And so we did spend a little bit of time walking around and Uh, I got to kind of fully experience the event from a little bit of a spectator side, from the coach's side, uh, and all of that. And this is not my first time at Cheer Sport. I actually have been, I think this is my fourth time coming to Cheer Sport. And I will be honest, I will fully admit I have a slight amount of bias because my very first year we went to Cheer Sport, my senior uh, medium four ended up winning. So uh, it was a really cool experience and it probably geared me towards liking cheer sport. We've also gotten world's bids at cheer sport multiple times. And so I've had some good days at cheer sport and I've had some bad days. Um, but we're going to be talking about this year and some of the things I, I saw and thought and liked and didn't like. So, 
Um, weekend was good for us. It wasn't great. We didn't hit perfect either day. We had a stunt drop both days, but otherwise I think our team, uh, our level six team looked really good. They, they, uh, performed, uh, respectably in a very tough division, the extra small co-ed division. Um, and I was, I was proud of them. I would have loved for them to hit zero. I think they would have obviously placed higher. Um, but I was, I was pretty enthused with how they performed. And, um, starting off with one of the things I love, we had an amazing practice on Friday night. And I think it is so awesome that cheer sport, offers the ability to practice at the venue. I think that is great. It makes it so we don't have to worry about, you know, getting all of our kids to a gym to practice uh, that night. It inoculates them a little bit to the warm-up room. It lets them see it and feel it. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate that we got to get out there and go through the warm-up process the day before, um, get a full out in and just be there, experience the floors and experience the event. So I thought that was, that was awesome. And I've always appreciated that about cheer sport. And I think it's, uh, it's something that we look forward to each year as we head into cheer sport, uh, is the ability to do that. So I really, really liked that. Um, and so Friday was super smooth, super easy, uh, check-in the check-in process was an absolute breeze. Um, and I think they were very a well oiled machine. So I really liked that aspect of it. Um, and at the coaches check-in, we got these vouchers and they said, Hey, here's $50 per coach to go towards food anywhere in the venue. Uh, it's just like cash, except they won't give you change. Holy moly, cheer sport. What a phenomenal addition to add to an event. All right. I, I thought that was such a game changer because I was fed the entire time I was there. I was at no point in time was I lacking the ability to eat food. There were two food stands upstairs that we could just go get food from um, and we could get food throughout the venue. So that was awesome. That was such a nice little perk. Uh, that went a long way, I know, for coaches just feeling well-fed on top of the fact that there was coffee and lemonade and water and everything upstairs at all time in the coaches' area. So I I thought that was really, really uh, great. And so thank you for doing that. Um, so I loved that aspect of it. And in general, I always love the atmosphere of cheer sport. It's, the warm-up room is amazing. <clears throat> there are so many floors running, basically a floor per stage. And I think it's really, really cool. It's just super awesome to see all this cheerleading going on. And it's fun to see everyone and see the support and all that. So I really like those aspects. I also, I love the curtains and like the timeliness of how things go, like the curtain closes. And before you know it, uh, they're announcing the next team and that team is on the stage. The curtain opens and boom, the performance begins. So there is no downtime on any of these stages, um, which I think is awesome. Now, this one is a pro and a con. I love that no team gets special treatment. That's one of the things that I've always disliked, and I'm headed into NCA this weekend. I've always disliked about NCA because if you're not a team that performs in the arena, you don't get the same experience as the teams that do. The arena is like the show, and everyone else pays the same amount, but they don't get the arena. And I've always felt like that was just a little bit, not my favorite. I didn't love that. I felt like I was paying a whole bunch of money to an event to not get the same production value that the world's teams and like whatever teams that uh, additionally perform in the arena, which I think it's just world's teams now for the most part, maybe some level fives, uh, got. 
So I like that about cheer sport, but I also hate that about cheer sport because when we are when we have world's divisions going, especially world's divisions with some of the big well-known teams, a TGLC, a Steel, an SSX, um, a Double O, you you can't even see. Like you can't fit in the hall because there's so many people crowding in there to try and watch, which brings me to another thing I don't like. And I was, I know it's been talked about on the Twitter sphere, but you guys put down your phones when you are watching teams. And this goes actually beyond just the world's teams. Like I was trying to sit and watch teams perform in the medium four division and these parents would go up and we were sitting below them and they're holding their phones up above their heads. And I couldn't see above the waist of any athlete because there were so many hands in the air. And the same thing, if you go and watch varsity TV and you watch some of the big names perform, i.e. a TGLC, you have all these, it's just a sea of phones recording. And one, it is being recorded. Yes, it doesn't have audio, but it is being recorded. And two, if you're there and you're filming with both of your hands, you're not clapping, you're not engaging in the experience and just watch the performance just watch it with your eyeballs and enjoy and support these amazing athletes who are going out and working so hard on the mat i just don't get it um you know pick one person to film but like every single person doesn't need to be videoing it just drives me bonkers and it makes it hard for other people to enjoy the performances and it isn't supporting the athletes on the mat when you're sitting there holding a phone in your hands. You're not clapping. Like maybe you're yelling, but you're not clapping. You're not waving your arms. You're not being excited. Like I you carry that with you, like give that energy to the athletes. So that was something that I didn't love. And at other events, I frequently hear the announcer say, you know, don't, uh, you can't place anything above your head. So please make sure you don't have athletes sitting on your shoulders or you're not holding your phone up. And of course, not everybody follows it, but that wasn't even mentioned at this event. And it was just kind of accepted, which maybe it was fine because it didn't inter- interfere with the judge's perspective. Um, but I just think that that is something that we as an industry should try to stop doing. Like we as fans just stop doing it. And, and generally society, we need to just stop everything doesn't need to be recorded on your phone. You know, it's that now we're getting to the adage of like, if a tree falls in the wood, did it happen? Well, if some, if you saw something amazing and you didn't video it, did it happen? And yes, it, it did. And these things again are videoed. So I didn't love that. And it was frustrating trying to watch teams and and deal with that dynamic. Um, but I don't want to belabor that point. Um, I do think it's amazing how quickly they get teams in and out and how quickly they get their fans in and out. I thought overall that worked really well. Although for us, we didn't, you know, we have a team of 15 people and of that, I think we had nine parents there. So it was pretty easy to get in and out. And I actually have to say a big thanks, uh, to, there were a couple programs, one in particular, I know Max, uh, legacy came and supported our athletes and they're a small team as well. But man, it meant the world to my kids to know that some other athletes kind of from the Northwest area came to support them. Well, not really the Northwest, but from our area, right from the West side of the world came out to support them um, and cheer them on on the mat because they they feel like a small program when we don't have the rest of our gym here. Um, But I still saw other like huge programs like Stingrays and like other um, really big gyms get in and out very quickly. So I thought that was great. Also, thought scores came out super fast, like 
really, really quick. We met with our team. We talked to them. We did our break. We went to the scoring table probably 10 minutes later, and our scores were out maybe five minutes after that. So that was awesome. Um, That scores came out really quick. Now, to a negative and a frustration, and I know I'm not the only one who had this, scoring and judging felt a little bit not awesome. Um, I, I had some issues with the scoring and the judging, um, and I did not always feel that our comments aligned with what was actually on the mat and didn't align with our score. So calling a spade a spade, we got a low stunt execution score on day one, and I don't think it was deserved. I think we should have had a higher stunt execution score. And I heard kind of across the board, a bunch of people saying, Hey, scores are really low today. Like they're scoring really hard. Um, and, but then I watched teams that scored really well and I didn't see it now again, are we all slightly biased to our own teams? Yeah, we are absolutely. Um, which is why I ask other people for their opinions. Um, and I just felt like, I felt like the scoring was not the caliber, um, that I was hoping for at an elite event like cheer sport. And I know it's hard cause they're running five, six, seven stages, Um, and that's a lot of panels and a lot of judges and a lot to get right. Um, but I, I didn't talk to anybody who didn't have scoring issues, um, whether it be a deduction being applied that shouldn't have been applied or a, uh, out of range or a driver issue. Um, there were just lots and lots of scoring issues. And that was evident by on day one, we had to go to AccuScore to challenge a deduction and the AccuScore people were working their butts off. Like I'm not going to throw any stones at the AccuScore people. They were working really hard. Uh, and for the, every time I saw them, they were smiling, they were polite, they were, um, working with coaches and trying to answer questions. But what wasn't good was that we stood in line after our team performed for probably 25 minutes to submit our paperwork to request them to review our deductions. And when we did that, they said it's about two and a half to three hours before we're going to have a response for you on this deduction. That's insane. That's not insane because it's taking them that long. That's insane because that means there's that many people challenging safeties and legalities and other deductions, which means that there's some things getting missed. Now that you could take this two ways though. It could be that there are coaches challenging things that they shouldn't be challenging because they are deductions. Although the people that I talked to up there, they were challenging valid things and we were challenging a valid deduction. Like we were a, we had to challenge that we had props and they were pre-approved, which they were. And so we had to challenge that. And we challenged what they ruled, what they gave us as a major building fall, which by definition was not, and should have at most been a bobble, which is what we ended up getting. Um, but we were making a legitimate challenge and I didn't see people up there abusing the system. Does it happen? Yes. Should we do that? No. But overall, there was just, there was a lot, clearly a lot of issues in the scoring side. And that's probably the biggest complaint I have seen on ASGA and Facebook. And as people come away from the weekend, a lot of complaints about scoring. And I I would love to see that get addressed. And I do I have the answer? No. But leaving the weekend, I felt a little bit uh, frustrated with the current state of our scoring, 
uh, in the cheer industry because there's so much confusion. There's so many people that don't understand and don't understand why they're getting the scores that they are and our inability to challenge execution, which I get you're opening Pandora's box, but your inability to challenge execution really puts you at a disadvantage because I can't go in and say, okay, by your rubric, this has to be a widespread issue because of how much you took off. Please show me where this is a widespread issue. And if they can't do that, then they have to give you a 10th back or two tenths back. You can't do that. And you just have to kind of take it. And that is not really conducive to teams being able to get the correct score. Number two on the scoring side of things is you were really seeing the bottom half of the score sheet, which I've said before was going to decide who wins and who loses. And it was very evident this weekend. There were huge, huge differences on the bottom half of the score sheet. And I'm just going to use dance for an example. This is probably my biggest frustration right now with the scoring system is you can't get clarification on why your dance didn't get a perfect dance difficulty score. So there are teams getting ones, which means they did a perfect dance difficulty. I understand that execution can change, but dance difficulty should be achievable. If multiple teams in a division are getting perfect ones in difficulty, then you should be able to clearly say they did this, 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 and this. And quite frankly, I don't understand how my teams are not scoring that because they have difficult dances with all of the required elements. And so not being able to get clarification on that, I think is a detriment to the sport. So is that a comment about cheer sport? No, not necessarily because it's been happening at other events too, but it is a challenge of our sport and an issue I think we have to address. All right. Other thoughts about cheer sport. Um, I think that their awards are awesome. I really do. I hate that you have to walk to the A-Hall because it's a long freaking walk, but they do a great job making their awards a production, doing them quickly, getting you through so that it's not like 8 million teams getting announced at the same time. You know, it's like two divisions and then boom, you're out and the winners go down. They go down to the winner's circle. They get their jackets. Having done that one time, that was super cool, super awesome that they make it so athletes get to come out and their families are waiting and they announce them and they come out in their jackets. How awesome is that? They just do such a great job with that. So I think that from an experiential perspective, Cheer Sport has done a lot of really awesome things and they continue to deliver on those awesome things. That's probably the best thing about Cheer Sport is just the experience is highly dialed in and overall it's phenomenal. Their biggest issue is is scoring and making sure that scoring is done correctly and it's some nationals that really, really matters. So those are kind of my main thoughts leaving cheer sport, leaving this weekend, things that have been kind of percolating around in my brain. I have some other things that came up this weekend that weren't directly related to cheer sport but have been things I'm thinking about that I'm going to be doing in my next episodes. Um, And I'm actually really excited for those. But I think that this was just a timely episode to hear kind of my thoughts, my feelings after a weekend at Cheer Sport. I'm exhausted. As soon as I'm done recording this and I get it edited, I'm going to get it set to post tomorrow morning and I'm going to go to bed because I'm I'm exhausted after travel. And you can tell my voice is not great. I I kind of had a little bit of a cold this weekend. Um, And so I'm just ready for I'm ready for bed, ready to rest and recover a little bit before a long weekend at NCA. 
I hope you had an amazing weekend if you went to cheer sport. And if you didn't, I hope you had an amazing weekend wherever you did compete. Remember that this is about the experience. That that should be the last thing I'm going to say, actually. Remember that this is about the journey and the experience that your athletes have. Leaving, Is it cool to win cheer sport? Yes, but the majority of teams that go don't win. So what is it that you make it about beyond the winning? Is it about the hitting of the routine or doing better than the last time they did or how they're treating each other or about their journey? What is it about for you and your program? If you define everything by winning, you leave it up to something that you really don't have control over because I've had teams that I thought go went out there and should have placed higher. Okay, I've had teams that I thought should have won that didn't win. And that's up to a judge. That's not up to you. You don't decide whether or not they win. Now, we have a saying on my level four team, no excuses. And that is about leaving the judges no excuses to not give us the place we believe we deserve. But even then, it still doesn't always work out, especially on the score sheet where you have less room to differentiate yourself. So how is it that you are defining your team's success and progressing them through their season? I hope you enjoyed this episode, everyone. Um, stay tuned for the next one coming out this uh, weekend when we're all at NCA. It'll come out on Saturday. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, if you're looking for another great podcast, you got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Great friend, great guy, great content. You got to check that out and subscribe to his podcast as well. Make sure you have liked and you've shared and subscribed to this podcast. It helps us tremendously when you do that. Um, and with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.